It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning, everyone. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and I'm today's host of Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is all about nutrition and how eating real food supports the health of your body and your brain. Many people believe we need to eat well just for the health of our body, but at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we know that you also need to eat well for the health of your brain, because when your brain is out of balance, you are probably going to have some problems. One of those problems may be compulsive eating. And we know it's really important to feed your brain with adequate protein like salmon, beef, chicken, also healthy fats such as olive oil, nuts, coconut oil, and vegetable carbohydrates that are going to be rich in vitamins, things like broccoli, cauliflower, really any vegetable that you may like. A lot of people eat snap peas lately, green beans, sweet potatoes. So this really, it's not a new message from us. You've heard this message before on Dishing Up Nutrition right now. No, this is not (laughs) a new message, and compulsive eating is not a new problem. The National Center for Eating Disorders tells us that one out of two people have a problem with compulsive eating if they're struggling with a weight problem. And we know that approximately 80% of the population is struggling these days with a weight problem. So what that means is 40% of people who have a weight problem are also struggling with compulsive eating. That's pretty alarming. Yeah, and it's not a comfortable place to be in. I know about compulsive eating because I struggled with compulsive eating since I was a child. Um, Car, remember when I arrived at your mm-hmm. counseling room about eight years ago, back at the old location in Saint Paul, <laughs> the, the, the original um, Saint Paul? I, I do. I will. A- I will always remember that. I mean, I really loved meeting you, and yeah. I've enjoyed working with you. And I remember that first appointment. Yeah, I even remember what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a. Uh, an amazing uh, appointment. I was I was really a mess, though. I do I do very clearly remember it. I believed I cried through most of the consultation. I was very weepy. I was so frustrated with my weight and what I'd been doing with my body. I was also very discouraged. I was ninety pounds overweight, probably more actually. Um, and I had been trying to control my eating for years and years. You know, and that it's a very clear memory to me as well. And just the journey that you've been on, which I'm excited you're going to share that with our listeners today. But, you know, recently on a road trip, I was listening to Oprah Winfrey's CD set, the What I Know For Sure CDs. So today we want to share some of Nell's behavior changes that Nell knows for sure have helped her to stop compulsive eating. So I'm thankful to Oprah because now we were able to get a theme for today's show. So the title of the show is What I Know For Sure. So I'm going to officially introduce the voice that you heard, our guest expert, Nell Calls. She's been on Dishing Up Nutrition several times. In fact, she was on last week. Yes. And you guys talked about The Biggest Loser. Yep. And the study that came out that said The Biggest Loser uh, contestants had 
almost all of them, except I think except one, gained all their weight back, mm-hmm. which is something I can relate to. <laughs> and that was a great show. So yeah. listeners can catch that um, at weightandwellness.com on a podcast. But Nell has lost 90 pounds and has kept it off for over eight years. She's currently a nutrition educator at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. She loves to share her knowledge, expertise, and motivation with everybody in her classes. And the biggest news is that she's free of the compulsive eating. And that's because she's following behavior changes. And I'm sure it hasn't been easy. No. From what it sounds like. But, you know, you look and feel fabulous. I hear that you like to shop for clothes. Yes, that's always <laughs> been the case, but now it's even more more the case <laughs> than it was before. Um, thanks for that nice intro, Cara. What I know for sure to keep my compulsive eating under control is that I must eat every three hours. And we tell people that every day in our class or one-on-one in our individual consultations, that in order to keep their compulsive eating under control, they really need to be eating every three hours. And that needs to include some protein, vegetable carbohydrates, healthy fats, the things I talked about at the beginning of the show. That's just the first step to keeping compulsive eating under control. You told me that all those years ago that I needed to eat every three hours. And it was more food than I'd eaten in my entire life. And in doing so, I would control my compulsive eating and binging. Uh, and I would lose weight. That was really, really hard for me to believe, to take that leap of faith. Um, it went against everything I'd learned in every diet uh, group I'd been with. But after much trial and error, and I will emphasize much trial and error, <laughs> still, still trial and error, uh, I finally realized that if I ate every three hours, I would feel more balanced and have have less cravings. I felt less compulsive, and lo and behold, I slowly began to lose weight. I was a slow learner because every other diet plan I'd been on told me I had to restrict my calories, eat very little fat in order to lose weight. As a matter of fact, when I was on the version of uh, Weight Watchers that was I was on for most of my adult life, I think it was a teaspoon of added olive oil a day. Per day? Yeah. And so that's five grams of fat. Yeah. Per day. Yeah. And that's and I think I think I was count I, I don't know. You did the point, so you kinda mm-hmm. did that whole calculation and however it came out, um, the recommendation, I'll never forget it was one teaspoon of added fat. Wow. So when I came into your office, that's what I was thinking. You said I should actually eat more food and more fat <laughs> uh-huh. to feel better have more energy, and then I'd lose weight. So that was really hard for me to believe, given what I'd heard Oh, I'm sure. It's a big change, yeah. Um, So this was what I know you call the new science of weight loss. Yes, we. that's exactly what we call it, the new science of weight loss. So let's just talk about why. why. You know, why are we recommending that people need to eat every three hours to avoid wanting to compulsively eat? So we're we're going to be eating more, more protein, more healthy carbohydrates like vegetables are carbohydrates and more healthy fat. Things like, believe it or not, cream cheese. Mm-hmm. I just had someone in my office the other day and was talking about, you know, have some cream cheese on some deli meat. And she was like, really? Is yeah. that OK? <laughs> cream cheese, butter, nuts. And eating these, all of these foods every three hours to keep our blood sugar balanced. That's the key. That keeps our blood sugar under control. So it's pretty simple, but 
sometimes it can be challenging to implement that every three hours. So, okay, we're going to repeat this. Some, you know, especially for new listeners, for sure. you're going to have some protein like, um, let's just say some deli meat, um, maybe some chicken, some turkey. We're going to have vegetables uh, or, you know, more limited fruit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to also have the healthy fat, like the cream cheese, olive oil, nuts, avocado, things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's an important distinction between the fruit is the that people think fruits and vegetables, same category. Yeah. Not really the same no, category. No, vegetables really are the preferred carbohydrate. Yeah, with yeah. With a couple, maybe couple servings of fruit per day. Yeah, and I was just sharing with you, I've had a little, uh, you know, this past week, I, I was eating more fruit than I probably should have, and it's reflecting in kind of how I feel, too, you know, having mm-hmm. a little bit more fruit than my normal vegetables. So it's really good to keep in mind that there's a distinction there because so many people believe we only need to worry about blood sugar numbers if we're diabetic, mm-hmm. but that just That's isn't right. true. We need to eat every three hours to stay ahead of our hunger so we're not hungry and craving sugar, which kicks off those compulsive uh, cravings. It's important for people to keep their compulsive eating under control. Now, I as a listener, I bet you're sitting there thinking, how can I lose weight if I'm eating every three hours? (laughs) I had a hard time wrapping my head around that information, too. It took me two years to really learn that new behavior, but now I know for sure in order to to keep my compulsive eating under control, I must eat every three hours. This means I must eat breakfast and I must eat a morning snack or pack a snack to bring with me. I do work, so um, I must pack a lunch or have one, a place where I can get some meat, maybe a salad and healthy fat like olive oil or avocado. And I also need to have an afternoon snack Mm -hmm. like a protein shake. Protein shakes are just, they're so easy. We can talk more about, you know, what's in the protein shake as well. We do have to take our first break. So I'd love if you share more (laughs) info when we come back. For sure. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist. I'm here today with Nell Calls, nutrition educator who's lost 90 pounds over the last eight years and has maintained the weight loss. And we're talking about compulsive eating today. Um, I also want to talk about some clients who have I've been working with recently. I see so many women who are in their 60s and 70s or older that have osteoporosis So one interesting observation I found is that women are not eating enough protein, vegetables, and fats. Their bones are actually suffering from lack of nutrients. So I always recommend that they eat protein for breakfast, vegetables, and healthy fat. And again, this goes against the diet world for them to eat real food. But that's what's needed to get their bones stronger. So food first, but then there's a really amazing supplement that we have at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's called Pro Bono. It's got all the nutrients to help build bones, and we've seen bones recover from osteoporosis back to normal bones after, say, two years of taking pro bono. So it's pretty amazing. So please give us a call today if you have questions about compulsive eating. The number at the studio is 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Nell Calls, Nutrition Educator. 
I want to give out our studio line one more time, 651-641-1071. If you have a question, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and we're discussing compulsive eating. I want to give you a heads up on a class coming out on Saturday, September 10th. It's a five-hour seminar, and it's all about menopause. Dar, Joanne, and Chris will be teaching our five-hour menopause class in St. Paul. So call 651-699-3438 today to sign up. It's a great class and you'll have fun. We even feed you an organic lunch and organic snacks. So we keep food first and we'll talk about all those menopausal symptoms. So when we left, Car, we were talking Mm -hmm. about protein shakes. Yeah, we were just talking about how... I'm not sure if you have, do you have it in the afternoon as a snack or when do you have your protein shake typically? I typically have it in the morning, but I'm not averse to having it in the afternoon. If I, Especially on the weekends when mm-hmm. I may even have that for my lunch if okay. I'm on the go. Um, and we were talking about, you know, just all the variety of ways that you can, you know, bring protein, good fats and carbohydrates, mm-hmm. healthy carbohydrates into your into your meal planning. And so one of my favorites is to do uh, for the fat in that uh, protein shake. I do about a tablespoon or a scoop and a half of whey protein powder for my protein. Okay. Um, sometimes I do add a little yogurt mm-hmm. and a couple of tablespoons of real nut butter, like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And, um, not and too that's much. your healthy fat. Yeah, that's not my fat. the protein. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not the protein. That's my fat that keeps uh-huh. me satiated. Okay. So then I'm not hungry right away after I eat. A little bit of banana, like by maybe a quarter or a half a banana, some ice, and I blend that all up, and it's so satiating and delicious. And pretty um, quick so that's to my make. Choice. Really quick to make. I have a good blender, and um, I can even pour those into individual serving, you know, containers and freeze them mm-hmm. up and have them for for the next day. Wonderful. That's just a really quick way to get in a meal or a snack. We do have that. I know our protein shake recipe that's very similar to that is on our website, yeah. weightandwellness.com, I believe under recipes. I actually have a protein shake every day as well. I like to use, for my healthy fat, to keep me feeling full and satiated, I like to use full-fat canned coconut milk. Yeah. A quarter cup is the serving size. So That's delicious. Yeah. Once again, what I know for sure is I must eat every three hours in order to keep my compulsive eating under control. As listeners... Would you be willing to try eating in balance? That means eating some protein, an egg or some type of meat, and some vegetable carbohydrates or some fruit and some healthy fat. Easy peasy, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Some avocado, coconut oil, cream cheese, or 38 pistachios every three hours. 38? 38 pistachios. (laughs) That's 10 grams of fat, by the way. And think about how much food that is. I know it works for me, and I know it will work for you, too, to control your compulsive eating. Half of us, stru- half of us who struggle with a weight issue have mm-hmm. this problem, so you are not alone. So now let's talk about some other things that you know for sure about eating so that you can keep your compulsive eating under control and keep those cravings at bay. Mm-hmm. I know for sure I must keep ahead of my hunger. On my old calorie-restrictive diet program, 
I would, wouldn't eat all day to save calories for later. Or in my case, sometimes it was calories, sometimes it was points. So that's okay. one thing. If uh, you were doing Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers or... Um, some other type of <laughs> plan. Um, there was always a lot of counting involved. <laughs> um, then when I got home, I would eat, you know, sometimes I would eat, you know, hamburger bun with <laughs> peanut butter and jelly on it. I would get so hungry. Because mm-hmm. you had not, you'd been restricting mm-hmm. trying not to eat all day because you were trying to lose weight. Exactly. And at a certain point, you just can't do it. <laughs> and so, so it, it, I was relying a lot on willpower. And we know from talking on this show that willpower doesn't work mm-hmm. in the long run. Mm-hmm. It really does not work. So I know for sure I must eat a well balanced breakfast, morning snack, lunch, and afternoon snack to stay ahead of my hunger and compulsive eating. Okay. So I won't eat everything I can get my hands on or when I get home. Because a hamburger bun, that sounds weird, but that's the kind of thing you do when you have nothing else and you're a compulsive eater. Mm -hmm. You just will look for anything and everything, you know, to to get the cravings under control. Probably something quick. Exactly. Like you could put some peanut butter quickly mm-hmm. on a hamburger bun. And peanut butter wouldn't even be my first choice. It would most mm-hmm. likely be jelly. So we're okay. looking at pure sugar. Car- sugar yeah. and carbs. Sugar yeah. and carbs. To get me that quick fix that I'm looking for when I was on those old plans. Mm-hmm. So remember, I've lost 90 pounds and kept it off for over eight years. So what I know for sure is real food works. And I did all of that without feeling deprived or without feeling um, like I was was constantly hungry and constantly obsessing about mm-hmm. food. So in the past, when it came to food, I wasn't a planner at all. I was a grabber, like a hamburger bun with jelly on it. That's a grabbing food. <laughs> right, right. Not I, a planning food. <laughs> not a planning food. You're not planning when, when it's like all I have is a hamburger bun and some jelly. So that's going to be my snack. That's that, it, that tells me I wasn't planning very well. <laughs> so I was a grabber. I could grab a bag of chocolate covered peanuts at Menards faster than I could find the bolts I went to buy, which is very true. I remember that story actually. Oh my gosh. And they were the, they were the, um, the, they have kind of the old fashioned candy. So it brings you back to childhood and you're like, Ooh, chocolate covered peanuts. I'm going to go like a comfort. Yes. Food. And mm-hmm. so I would be hungry. I'd be looking for something and that's what I would grab and sure. eat it in the parking lot. <laughs> and I have to say that you, you were doing that because you had low blood sugar. Oh, for sure. Cause you had been restricting or not planning. Yep. And when you're not planning and you don't have healthy food accessible, we have we get low blood sugar. Yep. And then, you know, it turns into binging and compulsive eating. Yes. So as a planner, I mean, just starting with a simple snack. So, for example, I think I said this already, but nitrate-free deli meat. Put some cream cheese on there. Make it like a roll-up. That's yep. our healthy fat is the cream cheese. And then just grab a medium-sized piece of fruit. Yeah. Really simple as a snack. And I love, so that recipe, Orly, um, one of our nutrition educators, has a supersized version of that for her lunches sometimes. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah. Where, and I've had them before. And 
so you can make it as simple as you want. So you can, you know, boost up that amount of meat, boost up the amount of fat and, mm-hmm. you know, have vegetables or make those wraps. And they're, they're supersized and they're very satiating for like okay. a, a full meal. That's um, great. So, so like for you and I, maybe four ounces of yeah, deli meat could exactly. be a meal portion instead of a snack. Exactly. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, you know what? It's already time for our second break. I'm, it's about a minute early, but I'm just going to take our break now. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist. Nell Calls is here today with me. She's a nutrition educator, and she has lost 90 pounds in a very healthy way. She's been able to maintain that weight loss for over eight years. So, please call us if you have any questions today. Call us at the studio. The number is 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Nell Calls, nutrition educator. If you have questions about compulsive eating, just give us a call at the studio at six five one six four one one zero seven one. I'm happy to tell you that we have a series of Nutrition for Weight Loss classes starting in August, and we're offering a seventy five dollar discount for the month of August. It's called our Summer Success Sale. It's helping people learn the basics about eating in balance. It's learning about how to eat proteins, carbohydrates, and fats in balance. It's about eating real food, and it's about helping you lose weight without doing a starvation diet. You'll not only feel better, you'll have less aches and pains, your cholesterol numbers will be better, and you'll actually lose weight. You'll have better moods, and you'll feel happier, which is very true. So, Car, we had a few calls come in. Mm, we did. Um, they didn't want to stay. The callers didn't want to stay on the line. But one was uh, a couple questions for me about how did you plan meals without it getting overwhelming? I'll take that one first because that, that we were just talking about that. As long as you and I have been on this health journey, uh, planning does take some time. Mm-hmm. So, there, I mean, there are some shortcuts. Yep. But, I mean, there is a fair amount of work that needs to be done. Yes, fair amount of work that needs to be done. And I will say our classes are always packed with tons of tips and tricks to make this happen. Um, but what I've done is I've carved out, and I, I'm i here to tell you, I work full time. I have a child. I have a husband. I have two dogs and a cat. And <laughs> house. live about a house. <laughs> I live about as normal. I teach at night. I'm I'm in an MBA um, program. So oh, I by got, the way, by the way, yeah, no. just to heap that on. Um, so so it's not like I'm you know have this pure schedule that is perfect, right? It's mm-hmm. pretty. It can be pretty chaotic. Given all of that, I still carve out two three hours on a Saturday. Sometimes it doesn't even take that long. Literally, you can make the our chili recipe. Dara's always said you can make the chili recipe while talking on the phone. Um, I can make that chili recipe in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I have meals for my my family of three for about, you know, four or five meals out of that, mm-hmm. um, depending, some snacks. And then so it's really about just carving out uh, an hour or two on the weekends or one evening a week uh, to, you know, you do the grocery shopping and then you just prep some things ahead of time. I also use some some apps to get keep me, me organized, but those are some mm-hmm. tips there. Um, and also how if I fell off my plan. So someone you, was asking if you fall yeah, off, how do you get back on track? Off track, on track. And that believe me, over the last eight years, that has happened more times than I care to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
really, it's uh, is as simple as no matter how bad of a weekend food wise I've had. So maybe I've consumed a little too much alcohol, or I've I've eaten a lot of things that I normally don't eat. It's as simple as Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whenever it happens, having that balanced breakfast, mm-hmm. or you're just one meal away. One snack away from getting back on track. And then over time, if you keep consistently going that way where you're just saying, you know what, I fell off track, it minimizes the t- the damage that you do when you go off track. Right. Rather than saying, you know what, like every other diet I've been on, you know what, I screwed up. I'm so ashamed. I'm just going to go back to my old way of eating. Mm-hmm. If you just say, I'm going to have my healthy snack and go forward, yeah. march forward from there. Um, that's all you need to do. And I'm here to tell you, I had all of those thought patterns and this behavior change has taught me you can just get right back on track. No problem. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think we teach that in our Nutrition for Weight Loss series as well, that our the next thing that we put in our mouth, I mean, can be a healthy choice. Yes. Even if we had... a Doritos, Saturday, Sunday of bad eating. (laughs) Exactly. Even if someone has a month of bad eating. Exactly. Once you realize that you can make the next healthy choice and yeah, to get back on track. The third question that we had off air was, I think, uh, what would be some good substitutions if someone can't tolerate dairy? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm pretty much dairy free myself. Yeah. And, you know, I used to include things like almond milk, mm-hmm. um, but then I realized, you know, some of those things just have added sugars. So I guess I just kind of like I'll make my smoothie with water yeah. instead of yogurt. <laughs> I do that, too. I, I Yeah, I definitely will leave the yogurt out and maybe just boost the amount of protein powder. Right. Exactly. Um, full fat canned coconut milk can be a liquid in that smoothie. Mm-hmm. If someone does suspect a dairy sensitivity, often they can still tolerate whey protein powder, butter, mm-hmm. heavy whipping cream, and sometimes dairy fats. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're different than the dairy proteins. So dairy fat examples would be cream cheese, full fat sour cream. So, you know, unless someone's really sensitive, they can probably still tolerate some of those things. If you're really looking for substitutions, there are some good like Plain coconut yogurt. Yep. I've um, tried those. Those are really good in smoothies. So that's an option. Other than that, I guess some of the some of the dairy free things just do have a lot of sugar. Yeah. But any type of almond milk or rice milk, you really want to just get plain or unsweetened. That's right. I would say. So those are just a couple options. But getting back to we have a we have a few more minutes here before our next break. It goes so fast. It does go really fast. Let's look at some other reasons for compulsive eating. This might surprise you that vitamin D levels can be important when it comes to compulsive eating. I think everybody should really get their vitamin D level checked. For optimal health, the blood level should be between 50 and 80. If it's lower than the 50 to 80 range, you may be experiencing compulsive eating from lack of vitamin D. If it's below 30, please make sure you're taking a vitamin D supplement to increase your vitamin D level. As I mentioned, a deficiency in vitamin D can cause compulsive eating. Mm -hmm. It can also cause an immune problem. So people are more prone to getting cancer or other immune problems. Vitamin D is needed to drive the calcium into your bones. Fragile bones can occur if you're deficient in vitamin D. 
A deficiency in vitamin D can also cause neurological problems such as stroke and compulsive eating. This can occur especially in the winter when we're lacking vitamin D from the sun. So I know for sure I want my vitamin D level to be between 50 and 80 for optimal mm-hmm. health. Same here. I mean, and mine pretty much stays at about 70. Yeah. And just to kind of tell listeners what I do for vitamin D, it's a little bit difficult to get it from foods. I yes. mean, we do get it some from eggs and some from fish. Um, but I just, I take 5,000 international so do units. I. Do you? Every, no matter if it's summer, because I'm in Me an too. office all day, right? I mean, I get right. a little bit of sun, but yeah, you so you're need the it. same. Okay. Yep. So 5,000 a day allows me to keep my levels at about, you know, 70. Yes. So then there's always the question. We get this question a lot. Yes. Is compulsive eating an emotional issue or is it a biochemical problem? Yeah. The 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 story is out that it's a, an emotional issue. That's what people hear the most. For me, it has been simply biochemical. Now that I've been on this um, eating this way for eight years, I know it's a biochemical issue. I know for sure. Uh, so let me talk more about that. Looking back to when I was growing up, I see we didn't eat healthily as a, as a family. We, I grew up in the seventies. We ate a lot of processed foods and clearly a lot of sugar. Those were the days of hamburger helper, um, and instant mashed potatoes. Uh, I remember I'm especially sensitive to foods that have high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup makes me want to eat more and more and more. I just can't stop after eating just one. In 2010, researchers at Princeton University did a rat study feeding them rat chow with high fructose corn syrup. (laughs) Sounds dreadful. Uh, Their findings showed that the rats could not stop stop with eating just one, and the high fructose corn syrup increased weight gain among the rats in their experiments. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. Other research has found weight gain among children who drink soda with high fructose corn syrup. And that's really not surprising. No, that's not. Yeah. I know for sure that foods or beverages with high fructose corn syrup increases my compulsive eating. If I have a piece of candy with high fructose corn syrup, mm. I want the whole bag. I'm very, mm-hmm. very sensitive to high fructose corn syrup. And, you know, high fructose corn syrup is metabolized even differently than regular sugar. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, people do, it's almost like we don't have the shutoff valve. Yeah. We want to just keep eating from that fructose and the corn syrup. And it's everywhere, right? <laughs> it, it's in a lot of things. Yeah. I've worked with many, many people with compulsive eating problems. So we're just, let's talk about some other additional factors that might cause compulsive eating. So I know for sure after I've taken a round of antibiotics for an infection or some illness, I have more cravings for sugar. And sometimes when my son needs to be on antibiotics afterwards, he also has more cravings for sugar. Okay. So, I mean, it can happen to all ages. Yes. After antibiotics. So I want to talk about what causes that because we can say that that happens, but I think that might be a surprise to a lot of our listeners. And it's really not uncommon to have more cravings for sugar after a person has been on antibiotics. The reason for this is the antibiotics kill off the bad bacteria. That's their purpose. But they also wipe out the good bacteria. We need to have good bacteria in our intestinal tract. 
And when we're deficient in this good bacteria, an example of the good would be bifidobacteria. So when that gets killed off, we are going to have more cravings for sugar, and that can lead to compulsive eating. So we have a really simple remedy to uh, take care of this problem, and that's just to take one capsule of bifidobacteria before every meal for several weeks. And I would say, you know, even months (laughs) after a round of antibiotics that can help control the cravings that people get post antibiotic from having the bacteria wiped out. So now it's time for us to go to break. And I'm Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist here with Nell Calls. We're discussing compulsive eating Please call the studio if you have any questions for us today, 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we're talking about compulsive eating, and I'm so pleased to be talking about compulsive eating because, you know, at one time in my life, I too have struggled with eating. I you know, I had knowledge of eating, but I didn't really know about the balance piece. So I might just grab like an apple for a snack. Um, but that really was not enough to balance my blood sugar. You know, I was missing the protein. I was missing the fat. And then I would find myself, you know, feeling hungry and becoming anxious and maybe a little bit more depressed as well. And I have my master's degree in nutrition. So I know about food. I'm fit. I've never had a really big weight problem. So I really couldn't understand, you know, why was I having these cravings and why was I having issues from just having like a piece of fruit from a snack? But like so many other listeners, I think I just wasn't practicing balanced eating. So I was just eating carbs and missing the protein and fat. So I really believe that it's important to be educated about food, just be educated about the importance of eating in balance. And I encourage people to look into taking the Nutrition for Weight Loss series this August. It really gives a great foundation of how to eat in balance so you can avoid and reduce these compul- the need for compulsive eating. I know for sure it's important to take the Nutrition for Weight Loss series so you're educated on balanced eating. I also know for sure it's important to see your nutritionist frequently. At first, I saw my nutritionist, Cara, once a week, and now I see her every six weeks. Remember, I teach the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, and I take classes. Constant education, I say. I'm always thinking about food first because it's so important for me to control my eating behavior. The time that I spend planning and preparing, it's totally worth it to me because I feel great and I'm happy all the time and I love my life. And so now, could you just share a little bit about you taking, we were before break talking about how antibiotics kill off, they kill off the bad bacteria, but they also kill the good bacteria, leading to more cravings and possibly compulsive eating, but sounds like you know that you need to take that. Yeah, definitely. I know for sure that I need my bifidobacteria after a round of antibiotics for several weeks. Um, I even take it on an ongoing basis because we're, Mm -hmm. our our gut bacteria is kind of under assault all the time. Good point. And I want to avoid these intense sugar cravings, and bifido is a key piece of that. I also know for sure that I have a very sensitive system. My body is very sensitive. I know for sure that I need to eat real food, real protein, such as meat and eggs. 
I also know for sure that I'm very sensitive to grain carbohydrates, mm. such as bread, pasta, and crackers. And I know this for sure because those are the foods I crave the most. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably better off just avoiding, avoiding. bread, pasta, crackers. I think it was you who told me on my when I was on my weight loss journey and I was plateauing and you said, well, why don't you go gluten free? And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm sensitive to gluten. And you just said, well, those are probably the things that you like the most. And those are probably the things that are keeping you at your plateau. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I removed the gluten grains, um, the pasta, the crackers, even in small portions, when I removed all that stuff, it the weight loss kickstarted again and I felt better. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I know for sure I can't start eating one cookie because one cookie leads to another cookie and another cookie and another cookie. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Oh, yes. Yes. Especially around, uh, what is it, Girl Scout Girl cookie Scout time? time. Yeah. <laughs> Very difficult time of year for those of us who struggle. I know for sure I need to eat healthy fat. Um, I need to eat a lot of healthy fat to keep me satiated. Not that teaspoon I was Eating. Not one teaspoon per day. <laughs> How much healthy fat do you need to not have cravings? Yeah, I need. One, I eat at least one to two tablespoons of healthy fat at every meal and snack. Okay. I need to eat half an avocado. So that's a half an avocado. That feels so nourishing. Not in a day. That would not be like a day. for lunch. That, that would be for lunch or mm-hmm. 16 almonds. Sometimes I'll put avocado. For lunch, I do um, a couple of servings of fat because that's my big meal of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll do half an avocado and maybe some almonds on my salad or two teaspoons of butter or 38 pistachios. I need to eat healthy fats at every meal and snack to avoid that compulsive eating I've had my whole life. I have a very sensitive system, but I've lost 90 pounds and kept it off for eight years. I've managed Mm -hmm. to control my compulsive eating with eating healthy food. So at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, if you balance your biochemistry, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, I know it's, we hear a lot of people talk about emotional eating. Yeah. um, But it's often a biochemical imbalance. So once we balance out our body's biochemistry, we balance our brain as well. And then our emotions are more in balance as well. And when we feel this way, you know, people are not going to have the compulsive eating problems that they had before. I believe for myself, when I eat well and and to balance my brain, I think more clearly. I have good thoughts about myself. I have good self-esteem. I'm not looking to medicate with food any longer. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I no longer have the desire to overeat. Let's talk about another factor that can cause compulsive eating. And I know... You know, you shared a little bit about this last week as yeah, well in the yeah. show. And this is something that I'm I'm really tuned into right yeah. now. And it's all about alcohol. <laughs> so I am an outgoing person, if you haven't noticed, Cara. <laughs> I <laughs> no. do. Yeah, not at all. I love social events. Um, so it is hard for me to stop drinking alcohol because I personally love the taste of beer and I love to have a glass of wine. Um, however, I discovered after repeated times of drinking only one glass of beer or wine, I would feel depressed. And the next day, the next day is just dreadful. And sometimes I was sharing with you before the show, it's even two or three days later. Yeah. Which is a, a more of a new thing. And I think it's uh-huh. more because I'm more aware of my sensitive system. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm also doing something where I crave sugar. Suddenly muffins and frozen yogurt with M&Ms on them are looking a little too... Uh, good to me after I uh, in days after I drink. So, so that might last for like you said two or three days. Yeah. After yes. a couple of glasses of wine yep. or beer. Okay. Yeah. And it's not even like I'm drinking a lot. I was going to say just, that's not excessive. That's no, just very moderate. But. Very moderate. And but yet I still have this. Um, and I have a history of alcoholism in my family. So you can understand. You drink and then you don't feel so good. So you drink some more. Or you eat, mm-hmm. in my case, you, you want to eat sugar. Mm-hmm. So it's a very important connection that I've made. Mm-hmm. After this happened several times, I decided it's better just not to have that glass of beer or wine. Because I don't like feeling depressed or struggling with sugar cravings the next day or the next week. Right. Um, I know for sure that alcohol is not a health food. That's mm-hmm. a theme that has run through the last three, three Dishing Up Nutrition shows. Right, because the prior to your show last week... There, it was Brenna and Cassie talking about how alcohol is not a health food. Which so or many beverage. people, <laughs> so many people think of it as a health food. And I'm yeah, like, I'm not getting. I did not get that message. Uh-huh. My body did not get that yeah. message. <laughs> I maybe people are hearing about the antioxidants in yeah. red wine and the resveratrol in our nutrition for weight loss series. We have a slide saying to get adequate resveratrol from red wine, you would need 200 glasses. <laughs> You could just take a resveratrol capsule. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we know for sure that alcohol is a depressant and can cause sugar cravings. And you attest to both of those things. Yes. Um, so now, I mean, I think that's great that you've made the decision to have mineral water instead of beer or wine. Yeah. It sounds like it's just going really well for you to just avoid it. It is. I actually, this is where some of my planning kicks in. So tonight we're going over to friend's house. I'm going to get a kombucha and drink, you know, half of it over ice. So I feel like I'm getting something fizzy, something with a little flavor. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't feel so deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, or club soda with lots of lime is another one that I use, but it really is important for my to, to head off that compulsive eating. So you like having that's, I think that's a great tip to have a replacement. Exactly. And not maybe just feel off guard, but do you actually bring it to I, the party? Yes. Okay. Like good idea. in my big purse that some of my students <laughs> in my classes know I've heard about, about my, your big purse. my big purse with lots of food and yep. sometimes salad dressing in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing in our Nutrition for Weight Loss series, just in regards to alcohol, is if somebody's having two, let's just say two drinks a night, and I don't know how common that is, but over a year's period, just that additional like two glasses of wine per night can add up to 21 pounds. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of an interesting fact. So um, we're coming to the end of our show. So I'd like to just recap a few points that we covered today. Yeah. We talked about how important balanced eating is Yes. when it comes to you know wanting to not compulsively eat. So balanced eating means... Five times a day for most people, proteins, healthy carbohydrates, preferably vegetables and healthy fats. Get your vitamin D level checked. Keep it between 50 and 80. Take bifido balance, particularly after a round of antibiotics to avoid cravings and compulsive eating. And hopefully you found this show interesting and helpful. Please share it with a friend or family member. You know, our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It's a simple message, but powerful and life-changing. Tune in next week 
to listen to our show, Eating to Protect Your Health. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.